Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Kayla. And we are... I Wanna Wanna Wear Your Skin! Nice. Nice. I didn't interrupt you. you I didn't fuck up. Uh Uh-uh. That was perfect. Ugh. Ugh. We're never perfect. No. But that was perfect. That's the gem of our podcast, though. (laughs) Like, and when we are perfect is with opening up cans of alcohol. Yeah, I need to do a compilation of that. <laughs> like, as I, soon as possible. I think that would actually, because I know we've talked before about, like, oh, maybe we should have a jingle, or maybe we shouldn't, like, oh, but, like, wouldn't it be cool? Our intro should just be... A can opening. You're hearing history being made episode, right now. Episode 31, we're finally figuring out our intro. <laughs> what? You know, well, isn't that how life works? Like, you get to your 30s, and you're like... No, it doesn't get better, but you just start kind of slowly figuring out life hacks. No, you understand that it doesn't get better. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what happens in your 30s. That is true. Yeah. This is it. This is what life is. This is it forever. Yeah. Oh, Anyway. Um, So now that we've begun that despair. Let's talk about lifetime. (laughs) Let's talk about another despairing thing. Let's talk about other things that never get better. Uh, Let's talk about Psycho in Law. Oh, my God. Okay, so if you've never listened to us before, we uh, are just trash humans that drink and watch Lifetime movies and then pick apart why they're so shitty slash why we love them. Yeah. And trust me, it is very easy to find out what's shitty about these movies. So come along with us on this beautiful journey. We watch them so you don't have to. You never And I'm have pretty to. sure that that's a line that we stole unintentionally. I think so. I think so. A couple I think people Lifetime Uncorked maybe says it. Possibly. Which is a great Lifetime podcast and you should totally check it out. We shouted them out before. They're great. We'll keep shouting them out. Right now they are reviewing all the Hallmark and Lifetime uh, Christmas movies. Yeah. They're not exclusively Lifetime. They also watch Hallmark. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have learned through them that Hallmark is its own mm. brand of shit that I don't think I could handle. Like, it's Especially the holiday ones. Yeah, it's so fucking corny. Like, they're, like, lifetime love stories are like, they're in love. And then someone dies. And then someone is thrown off a cruise ship. And, like, Ooh, yeah, and that was a fun one. Hallmark is just like, who will win this bake-off? <laughs> <laughs> and who falls in love with the head baker? Bake me with mm. love. The, I think yeah. that's a fucking movie. It probably is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what we do. Yep. Uh, we have a Patreon, so if you're listening and you get to the end of this ep- if you get to the end of this episode, thank you so much. Oh, no, tight. And if you, you get to the end and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I, you know what I would love is if I could watch Kayla put <laughs> her feet into a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> That exists. If you're ever like, damn, I wonder how you make garlic bread with your feet, um, we are here for you. We are here for you. And that video is live as of this week, so you can get to experience a full tutorial if it come on a board. Come on a board. Be a donor. I cry laughed the whole whole time I was recording it. It's honestly the most surreal thing I've ever fucking done. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen any episodes of Tim and Eric? Yeah. So that it was like Brian the Dirtle. Yeah, like Brian and I were just like this is a Tim and Eric sketch. Oh yeah. So yeah. I uh if you want to feel uncomfortable and grossed out and in love, 
And hungry, maybe? And also hear my dog yell the whole oh, time in the background. Howling. Because he so can't be left sad. alone, but we couldn't let him out because he was going to eat the spaghetti. Literally as Which soon as... he did as soon as I let him out. Oh, yeah. As soon as we would drag one dog away from the spaghetti, like, another dog would come in. It, we couldn't even film the video until uh, we booted him. The joys of doghood. Yeah, we love it. We do. Um, so... That's what we do. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We put our feet in bowls of spaghetti. Uh, just Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> She also got a lot of garlic between her toes. My feet and butter smelled so fucking. My my feet smell like a fucking Olive Garden. Gross. Like even when I got home, even after I washed my feet in your tub. Ugh. Yucky. Anyway, so if you want to watch that, that's on our Patreon. We also have videos of us uh, recording, and we go live in our Facebook group while we watch the movie, and you can like interact with us. And you also which, hear the movie, too, so you can follow along. Yeah, which was our original idea for this podcast, but we didn't want to pay for the rights, so we are just doing it on Facebook, because Facebook doesn't give a fuck about anything except being racist. And also, a 90-minute podcast on a 90-minute Lifetime movie is... That's too much. 80 minutes too long. No. So we're not we're no. not going to subject you to that. Just 60. Just 60. 60's our max. Yeah. Um, so that exists. You can go to our Patreon... Uh, we have a new babe score. We have a babe score every week. Um, if you don't know what that means, go back and listen to episode one. It's okay. (laughs) But the movie, uh, was pretty fun, actually. Best movie. But, uh, basically there's this kid that is on YouTube and someone's like, well, your babe score is up. And then we were like, yeah, we need a babe score. We need a babe score. Uh, so we're trying to get to 10,000 and right now we're at 2,480. It's just fucking nuts that that's how many downloads we've gotten since we started this itty bitty bullshit podcast. This is our 31st episode. Yeah. So It's as old as me now. It is. That's fun. It's older than me now. (laughs) (laughs) Soon it'll be older than all of us. Oh, no. Anyway, so, um, that's our housekeeping sort of things. Oh, Kayla. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, shit. Today, y'all, I am drinking (laughs) a local cider from the Seattle Cider Company, and it's a dry hard cider. Nice. So if you're not in the mood for something sweet, give it a shot. How about you, Jill? What are you drinking? I am drinking a Girl and Dragon Pinot Grigio. If you're on our Patreon, I'm showing the label to Oh, God. I'm so bad at yeah. this. Okay. No, it's good. You're yeah. good. Uh, yeah, it's from Target. Uh, it's much sweeter than I would like, but here we are. I already <laughs> opened the bottle, so... Um, I already had a glass before these two glasses, so so here we are. <laughs> here we are. Get buckle up for some Friday trouble. Friday night, <laughs> lifetime date. Oh God, this is a date it's, night. God we damn we're it. literally recording this podcast on a date night. We're recording this at six p.m. on a Friday night. I'm drinking white wine and eating chocolate after watching a Lifetime movie with my friend. What happened to us? We turned thirty. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so hope you like it. So the movie that we watched was <laughs> called Psycho in Law. Oh, Can boy. you guess what it's about? Don't worry, I'll tell you. It's. After <laughs> Brock and his daughter lose his wife in a tragic accident, he falls in love with Tina. I, it looks like I wrote Tim. 
Oh, and that's fun. That would have been a better movie. A better movie. Uh, he falls in love with Tina, his wife-to-be. She becomes... Anyway. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Tina does everything to make Brock's daughter like her more as a mom, i.e. buys her gifts. Brock's mother-in-law, Joyce, does not approve of the marriage and does everything she can to stop it, even if it means plotting to kill somebody or somebody's. Ooh. She tries to kill multiple people. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so first of all, I want to say I was completely thrown off because I just assumed that the in-law would have been directly related to the main characters. Nope. And she wasn't. It was his, because he's, he, he's, a, he's a widower, and so it's his ex-wife's, is there Mom. a better term? I, I don't want to say ex because I feel like that just It's his ex-mother-in-law, essentially. Yeah. 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 But it's his ex-mother-in-law. So that, that threw me through a loop right off the bat. So. Yeah, because it seems like she would be the mother-in-law to the new wife, but she's not. She's just the grandma of the daughter that she's married anyway. I honestly think it would have made for a less complicated movie if they just would have had it been like his mom. That's why they didn't do yeah, that. Probably. Why would they choose right. the easier choice, Kayla? <laughs> the lifetime streams. Not one time. Nothing. Not ever. one time. Not not one time have they been like, yeah, this makes more sense. Let's do that. Ever. No. Ever. No. Okay. So Tina is played by Katie. I can't even. Re- I was already drunk when I was writing this. So Katie Leclerc. Sure. All right. That's how I would pronounce it. Her first role was on one episode of Veronica Mars, and then what did you say she was on? She was from, uh, if you like trashy ABC family dramedies, she was on Switched at Birth, which ran for like six or seven seasons. It was actually- Wow! It, yeah, it was it was a big show. Like, both of That's my- Both of my teenage sisters were like obsessed with the show when they came out. It was mm. like a big deal. Um, I've seen all the episodes. I- like trash here i am and uh she was really good on it she's uh she is a deaf actress um and she played a deaf character on that show so it definitely had a lot of a positive deaf visibility and then that's the only positive thing it had on that show and that's all i'll say about that it was just shitty shitty ass show then we've got Catherine dyer who played joyce and she was on five episodes of stranger things she was like a detective or like a sergeant or i don't know something to do with the police i totally didn't i don't remember her her at all she wasn't really in any she was in a bunch of things but nothing like of note i i would agree she was even in some better movies like i tanya or Mm. uh, she was an uncredited role though yeah but she was uncredited she was an uncredited reporter so it's like so who the fuck cares um yeah and she was also in this movie called the founder which is about how mcdonald's became a big deal uh, but once again, she played like a one-off character's wife. Like she wasn't even a thing. Who gives in a that. fuck about the wife? Yeah, you know what I'm no saying? one gives no a one. fuck about the misses. Um, then we've got Mike Fiola, sure. who played Brock. Which, I mean, fucking of course, his name is Brock. We both hate that name, by the way. Um, sorry to the Brocks of the world. Uh, Kayla knew someone named Brick, though. Yeah, my mom. So that- my mom so has, much worse. God bless my poor fucking mom, my mom really loves the douches. Like, the douches of the world, my mom is instantly kind of like, ooh, you're charming. And one of these douches was named Brick. Mm-mm. He was a grown-ass man named Brick. Can you God imagine a, a child name? named Brick? No. Hey, Bricky. Oh. Yeah, dinner's ready. 
God, I'm so sorry. I mean, you're named after, like, a building material. Yeah, pretty much. And he was It's not like, what's solid. up, plywood? What up? What up, mortar? <laughs> what up? Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Uh, anyway, he was in a show called Awkward. He's been in a bunch of that show. I've never seen it, but I think people have. Sure. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know either. I uh, didn't notice him from anything. Yeah, once again, a lot of uncredited, mm-hmm. like, shit. Movie, movies and TV. That's Ooh. my dog. Yep. He's gonna bark. I don't know, someone's outside. Probably the mailman again. The mailman came by at, like, 4.30 for no fucking reason. Ah, uh, what's up, poppers? I don't know. Someone could be at my house. Who knows? Anyway, so those are, like, the main characters. Uh, oh, Domino, come on, man. <laughs> I mean... He's, yeah. <laughs> I love him to death. Oh, and now Radar's joining. Yep. Because you can't bork alone. You can't, that's what they say. Yep. You can't, can't bork you alone. You can't bork alone. Uh, okay, so, we, here's, they do this, uh, classic lifetime technique of showing you the ending in the beginning. Always. Um, but it's a very boring piece of evidence against Joyce, really. Yeah. Um, Joyce gets a glass of champagne, gives it to the waitress at a wedding or the cocktail server, and then has her bring it up to the bride, and the bride accepts it, and she's like, God, I need this, and then we cut to three months earlier. Yeah. Um, three months earlier. In a McMansion. I mean, fucking duh. His name is Brock. His name is Brock, um, and he's a doctor. Like, of course, he's gonna live in a McMansion. And his mom's dating a, a lawyer, and his mother-in-law. Her, his mother-in-law, and his ex-wife was a paralegal or something like that. Anyway, um, they're at a jewelry store. It's Brock and uh, Tina, and then Brock's daughter Harper. And Harper sees a necklace, and she's like, oh my god, it's, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. Please get it for me. And the dad's like, yeah, nope. And they leave the store, and then Tina's like, I got you a present. Do you love me now? <laughs> and and then the daughter's like, fuck yeah. You're the best dad's girlfriend ever. And then it cuts to her on the phone with her sister, and she's like, Brock wants to move in together. And what? Her, and her sister is like, what? Like, uh-huh. that's really soon. You guys have been dating for six months. And Tina even says, yeah, we're both kind of in rebound relationships. Well, wait. This is where it's confusing, because so this was three months earlier. And at some point, he says they've been together for six months, but they might only have been together for, like, three months at that point. You're right, in the dating part. Because we're not quite sure of timelines are always very weird in lifetime and they also tell you inconsistent facts about this universe so you you're not even sure yourself so maybe they've been together three months the sister says six months who the fuck knows either way it's not a long time it's not a long time i mean i've moved in in that short of, no i've not got i've never been engaged but yeah i've moved in in that short period of time have you it's fine yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what makes it an okay amount of time to like move in with someone. It that's very different from yeah, being married. Yeah, and it is it is a tough choice too because like obviously these guys are in their thirties. 
Like, it would be, it's different, like, to think about, like, people moving in in a couple months, like, in their 20s, as opposed to being in their 30s and being, like, much more aware of who they are. But still, pretty... It's soon. It's still soon, considering that he's a widower and has a 10-year-old daughter. Yeah. And it's just, it's a complicated situation. So you would just kind of assume then maybe they would need more time. And and her and her sister talk this all out, and they're just like... And she and she pretty much ends it at, like, we're, we're serious right now, but we're obviously getting more committed. Like, we're not necessarily trying to rush things, but that's just kind of how things are moving. Yeah. Which is fair. Not something that would work for me, but once again... No, and again, he's a widower with a child, mm-hmm. which... Is fine, but just, like, chill out, man. Like, yeah. he's got a lot of shit to work out. Like, well, and that's the other problem is that he's he's the one who's, like, really gung-ho enthusiastic. He's like, he and she's just like, yeah, he even wants me to move in, but I told him that we should wait longer. Like, yeah, yeah dude, like, you should fucking wait before moving in a lady because on the quick. you're also considering that, like, his daughter was, what, seven when her mom died? Like, yeah. she was, that's pretty cognizant and yeah. traumatic. And she remembers her mom. Yeah. It's not like her mom died when she was too young to know her. So that's a lot to be dealing with as someone moving into the household. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's just a, a lot. That's a big old bag of luggage Anyway, right they do it. Um. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, and she also, she, like, mentions that she is recently has broken off an engagement. So yeah, like, of, like, a long-term relationship. It's, like, recently this happened. Yeah. And, like, they're both not in a great place to be moving in or getting married. No. I mean, I don't know. That's just, like... She even says, like, we're both on the rebound. Yeah. All right. So they do it. Ah. Anyways. Then uh, Harper's grandma comes back and stays in the household with them. Yes. Because that's where she lives, it, I guess. That's where she really that You know that that's where she wants to live. She oh, wants yeah. to live in that house with them. Mm-hmm. But I guess uh, her and her husband, who, not long-term husband. I think husband, it's just her boyfriend. Oh, possibly boyfriend. We don't know. They don't uh, ever explain. They just came back from a trip, and he desperately wants to go home because they've been traveling for a long time. And she's like, "Yeah, but I really need my granddaughter time." Yeah. Um. And Joyce, the grandma, is super pissed off that Tina's things are like around the house, like her shoes are in their bedroom, like you know, her normal shoes everyday are stuff in. Brock's bedroom. Oh, excuse me. And they're they're like unloading their shit in Brock's bedroom, <laughs> which as is if bizarre. It's, I don't fucking understand it. They um, don't under, they don't explain it at all. And you quickly notice that Joyce is passive aggressive yeah. and makes really shitty comments. She's a piece of shit. And is just really rude as just just a rude bitch. Like there's She's no other, there's no other way to fucking put it. So um, that's when Harper and Brock and Tina come home. They were grocery shopping because they're getting ready for a party. What was the party for? They did not say. Okay. But it's a big fucking it's a party. Big one. They had like nine bottles of wine. Yeah, and they like actually had catered platters there. Yeah. And he was running a barbecue. Um, but this is like the first time that Tina is meeting all of his friends. And more of the family. This is the first time that she meets Joyce. 
Um, and right off the bat, Joyce is making shitty comments yeah. to her. Yeah, like, like she's asking about what she does, and Tina's like, yeah, I do interior design, and Joyce is like, oh, that's what they're calling it now? Yeah, that's just a decorator. Like, just really snide, and then she immediately to be launches fair, into... her house looks like shit, so, Oh, like, God. The apartment that she shares with her sister cute. is disgusting, uh, because Lifetime has no taste. No. And, um, Joyce immediately launches, and she's like, well, my daughter was the youngest person to ever make partner at cool, her. Joyce. Like, so, and it's just like, she's obviously, she, she's literally just very passively yeah. putting down Tina in front of everyone. Tina picks up on what's happening pretty quick and makes a swift exit with her sister when her sister comes over. Yeah. Well, her sister is also, like, it's them and Joyce and Dwayne, and Dwayne basically, like, offers her sister Ellen, like, a job. Yeah. And Joyce is, like, fucking pissed about it. Yeah, because Ellen's a paralegal, and he is a criminal defense attorney that works at a really successful law office. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um... Tina meets Brock and what, Lorna was his ex-wife. Her, their friend Petra and Petra is awesome. Yeah. And Petra's like, hey, like Brock was really destroyed, obviously after Lorna died, and I haven't seen him this happy in a really long time, and I just want to like thank you. Yeah. And Tina's like, oh, thanks so much. Like that's cool. Yeah, because she wasn't expecting that because. Uh, Petra was Lorna's, like, best friend, and they, like, went to college together. And so I think she was kind of expecting Petra to be kind of put off by the fact that, like, Brock was moving on, much like his mother-in-law, but she wasn't, because she's rad. Because she's cool. And then Joyce shows up, and, like, she had just shown up to the party, but somehow she's already, like, finished a martini. Oh, yeah. She's guzzling that shit down and she's asking for another Mm -hmm. and it's like where did you get the first one i only saw wine the only wine and no one offered you a drink (laughs) like what the fuck that devil magic anyway um then they're all outside by the barbecue and there's really no lead-in no but brock's just like you know what uh i want to spend the rest of my life with you and, uh, Tina's like, what? Tina's like, uh, I mean, I do, I do too, but, like, what about your daughter? He's like, oh, yeah, no, no, she's cool. Just, yeah. she's chill with it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's like a conversation of, like, you've just moved in with a boyfriend and they're like, you're living with roommates and they're like, let's get a dog. And you're like, are the roommates cool with the dog? Yeah, fine. It's fine. Just get the dog. Yeah, it's totally fine. Let's just get married. It's fine. No, let's not talk about it. No. Let's not plan it out. Also, we don't live together. Well, now they're gonna. Now we're gonna. It's just, once again, like, the proposal was rushed. The relationship is rushed. Yeah. You feel uncomfortable with how quickly it's moving on. But also, you're kind of happy for them because they're healing each other. But it's just, you just don't feel great. It's weird. And he's like... I'll buy you whatever ring you want. Yeah, and it's that's like, his proposal. I'll buy you whatever of, ring you want. Like, I'm, I'm not there for, you know, societal rules and whatever, but, like, that's kind of the romantic part is, like, you pick something out that you think they're going to like and it's, like, an indication of, like, at least, like, 
here's what I thought you would enjoy. Yeah, see, and then... I don't know. For me, if you did that to me, I'd be like, I want the big one. I want the really big one. All of the diamonds. All of it. I just, I want a 45 carat fucking <laughs> pet rock on my hands. I want well. you to name it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I want a leash. Yes. Okay. And then you're going to have to walk me with it <laughs> everywhere. And then you're going to have to introduce Listen. it first before you introduce me. Mm-hmm. This is my wife's ring. This is my wife. Yeah. Psycho Pet Rock. That's a movie Psycho I Psycho Pet Rock. Yeah. Man, this is why I'm not married. <laughs> because That's... of your demands for the ring. Yeah. yeah. I won't go below 45 carats. That's fair. I mean, you got to have standards. You do. Yeah. $100 million ring. So, at least. <laughs> at least. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, anyway, Joyce is mad, of course. She's also had a lot of martinis, so who fucking oh, knows? And then when... So, their, Harper, the kid, overhears the end of their the being like, fucking proposal. oh, we're getting married. And she runs inside and she announces to the entire party, like, hey, they did it. They're going to get married. And Joyce's head oh, yeah. <laughs> bubbles like a fucking doll in disgust. We she's watched it like, twice. It was really funny. Ugh. It's like she's having a fucking seizure. Oh, my God. It's just... so mad. And every... Like, I'm sorry, but, like, this wasn't, like, a private look. This was, like, everyone in this room should know that Joyce hates this and hates Tina. She fucks it. She fucking hates it. But no one notices. Um, and, yeah, then it's very clear that they've only been together for six months. Uh, like, Joyce is pissed because she's like, well, what if she wants to have kids? As if that's an issue? Like, because that they... They can't have two. There's no other child other than Harper allowed in the house. That, uh, once again, bizarre. I don't know. Um, Okay, and then it's like the next day, and Joyce is living with them. And Joyce, uh, Harper, the daughter, calls Joyce Nona, which is Italian for grandmother, is my understanding, even though it's not clear at all that they're Italian. But, I mean, I guess that's fine. Um, but she's like, Nona wants to take you to school today, and Brock's like, well, Tina's been taking her because it's, they can, like, get close to each other and, like, kind of have a relationship that way, and it just becomes a fucking big conversation and really uncomfortable, and I think that's when they're talking about the hairbrush. Yeah, so... There's this really... Oh, no, they talk about Hawaii. Is that all the same conversation? It's literally all the same conversation. So they first bring up Hawaii, where um, (laughs) Tina tells Harper that when her and Brock go on their honeymoon, that they were thinking about going to Hawaii, and that they'll take Harper with them. Mm -hmm. And Harper was like, oh, I've never been to Hawaii. And Joyce cuts in, and she's like, yes, you have. You went with your mom and dad when you were like three, and Harper doesn't remember any she part of was Hawaii. Three. And uh, like Harper obviously looks disappointed, like she's not going to be able to go now. And uh, Tina is just like, "No, well then, uh, lucky you, kiddo. You get to go to Hawaii twice before you're eleven. Like, right? That's rad." Um, and so like Joyce like is finishing up Harper's hair for school. And Harper runs off, and uh, Joyce shows Tina this, like, really worn, old 
antique hairbrush and she's just like look at this hairbrush i'm so glad that brock met a woman like you so you can fix up these things in this house yeah she says something like this is why brock needs a woman like you in his life regarding the hairbrush because women take care of hairbrushes which yeah there's just so many things to unpack there yeah like he doesn't need her why does she have anything to do with this hairbrush why is it assumed that a woman is taking care of getting it? I don't... I, what the fuck? Well, my vagina tells me that I have to take care of all the brushes in the house. I have not brushed my hair in, like, six years. Oh, no. So, oh, no. Do I have to give away my vagina now? No, you have to have a woman like me in your life. You got it. There you go. There we I'll go. I'll bring you a hairbrush, sweetie. Then I just wrote Romaine and Grapes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking lunch! They literally oh just have dry romaine lettuce oh. and then a little nugget of grapes on the side for lunch. Yeah, Tina and her sister Ellen meet up for lunch, which is weird because they already live together, so why do they have to meet up for lunch? No one knows. I, I don't know how the world works, but apparently this is how it works. And they're like, they get served... A plate of romaine lettuce, plain, with a side of grapes. And that's what they eat for lunch. And they smile at it. They're very happy about it. Thanks so much. Exactly what I ordered. That's exactly it. I love this. I honestly don't know what they talked about at lunch because that's all I could think about. I'm pretty sure she was complaining about Joyce feeling, like, about how Tina was feeling like Joyce was coming in really hot and heavy. She was. And then she seemed to be like a smothering kind of grandma. And I think Ellen was just like, yeah, well, you know, this family's been through a lot. Like, just be nice. I'm pretty sure that's what Ellen that's, was just like. Yeah, yeah, just like be nice. Like, it's fine. That sounds right. Um, and then Joyce calls a PI or she like has Dwayne call a private investigator because she's worried about Tina for some reason, just in general. And Dwayne's like, okay. Because he's just a fucking nice guy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all right, I'll help you out. Yeah, because she keeps on, like, railing at Dwayne. Like, we don't even know her. She could be a, a felon. We know nothing about this woman to kind of, like, push Dwayne into... Did you know women are fucking crazy? Yeah, 100%. Have you met me? I'm a psycho-in-law. Yeah. Um. Then they're at dinner, Tina and Brock and uh, Harper, and Tina's like, I got you something again. And she gives her this new, really nice hairbrush, and uh, Harper freaks the fuck out and runs away, and Brock's like, that one that you had before, that she had before was Lorna's, and you threw it out. Like, that was her mom's hairbrush. And Tina's like, well, I just, like, Joyce said it was shitty, like, I thought she was implying that I needed to throw it away, uh, and then they kind of, like, resolve it, but not really. Yeah. And then, and then they're in their bedroom, and they're, like, about to make out, but then Tina sees a picture of Brock and Lorna and Harper next to the bed, and she's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's when we all went on vacation to Hawaii together, and she's like, well, it wasn't here this morning. And he's like, yeah, maybe Harper put it out. Maybe she was missing her mom and, and put it out. And she's like, 
all right, it's just, it's really weird to, like, have just, like, new photos of your wife popping up when I thought we were talking about moving on and about how you were in a good place. And, like, she has a point, and so does he. Like, it's definitely a conversation to be had when you're dealing with someone who's a widow, who, like, you know, there's no closure there in terms of the relationship. Like, it's just yeah. over for no reason, effectively. Uh, like... So, he has every right to maintain some sort of that relationship in his life. Yeah. And she has every right to have boundaries about what that means for them. Like, it's just, a, it's something that obviously, like, in a relationship you just have to figure out. Yeah, and that's why time would have <laughs> made these people navigate these really delicate situations instead of having to power through them. Like... Obviously, if you are dating a widower and things start to get serious, then you guys start to have serious conversations about how you build a life together while still honoring uh -uh. your previous relationship, uh -uh. but not when you've only been dating for a couple months and you get move right in. Get over it. Like, it's just, it's so like, Jill and I were just like, this would have been worked out at the six month mark if they were just dating and not living together and not engaged. Maybe like, it would have been two, a couple years in that they would have like fully talked yeah. about it. Like you, six months is you don't know anybody in no. six months. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that you can't have a long lasting relationship with someone that you like determine at six months that you're gonna be with forever. Like you that might work out. Yeah, but. You don't know anybody at six months. No, and and to think that you do is that's it's naive. Funny. Like that's just that's just and especially super someone with naive. so much trauma. Like that's just a lot. Anyway, so that happens, and they just kind of don't deal with it. No, they don't deal with it at all. And then the next morning, um, Harper no, in, in the middle of the night, like while they're talking, I think Harper calls. You're right. The I grandma. forgot about that scene. What does yeah. she say? She's just like, she, I can't sleep. Yeah, because she's really, she's crying. She's really upset about the whole oh, the hairbrush. hairbrush situation. And so, and in scenes previous, uh, her grandma was always just like, you can call me anytime. I'm always here to talk, like, whenever you need. And so, of course, she calls her grandma and I'm sure tells her about her rough day. Um, and then the next, but you also know that in that conversation that Joyce laid a ton of shitty seeds. Oh, yeah. To fuck with this poor little girl also well, trying to move Tina's on with her life. Tina's just a piece of shit, Harper. Right. Um, and so the next day, it's pajama day at school. And there was a scene previous where uh, Tina showed Joyce this school schedule for Harper and then Joyce held on to the schedule and kind of, like, looked shady. So... Because she is. Because she is. So the next morning, according to this calendar, it says it is pajama day. And Harper is reserved with Tina and obviously still pretty hurt. Um, and... After breakfast, she goes, can my dad take me to school? Because my dad never takes me to school anymore, and I just want to be with my dad. And that hurts Tina, but she gets over it. And they go about their day. Nothing and she goes to school, and then uh, Brock calls Tina in the middle of the day and is like, hey, 
So it wasn't pajama day and Harper showed up and was the only one wearing pajamas. And Tina's like, oh shit, like, do you want me to bring some clothes? And he's like, no, like they already resolved it. But like, this is a big deal to a kid. Like, it's obviously not a big deal in life, but like, it's a big deal to her. And like, we need to, you know, address this. And no. she's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I, it was probably my fault. I thought I had the right schedule, but I must have, you know, like been frazzled and didn't see the right one yeah the double whammy is that her teacher made her wear gym clothes yeah so she showed up to school in pajamas and everyone saw then she had to wear gym clothes all day like i'm dying i'm embarrassed like i feel for that 10 year old girl and then she tina kind of puts it together for herself that uh joyce may have set her up for this yeah set her up for the Um, hairbrush set her up for the calendar though I also have to point out that in between one of those scenes, I don't fucking know, uh, Joyce is talking to Dwayne and she, like, he's, like, giving her what he got from the private investigator and he's like, yeah, there wasn't really anything. There's, like, a couple pictures of her sunbathing that they found on the internet and she's like... Uh, I'm gonna need those pictures. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need those nudes. Like, and Dwayne's now. like, what? Like, He's what? like, I don't think this was anything. I think it was just, like, an ex-boyfriend or something. And she's like, uh, you never know. I need those. Yeah. Oh, fucking shitty lady. Um, and then, so then we're, uh, Brock and Tina are talking, and Brock reveals, like, Tina's like, you know, I kind of think that Joyce had something to do with this. Like, this is really strange. And Brock's like, listen, Joyce was driving when Lauren had died. Like, she was behind the wheel. So this is actually a little more complicated than you think. Like, she was responsible for her daughter's death. Um, And she's like, oh, shit, okay, I get it. Like, I'll just kind of back off. Um, Well, it's also funny that she chose to have this conversation right after they get done looking at their wedding venue. Yeah. When at the wedding venue, the next availability is but a year fine. and a half from now. They're fine. Or six weeks from now. Six weeks. And so they're going to get married six weeks after getting Listen, engaged. Kayla, when you know you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, why wait? I just... Literally, I, why wait? You can't see my face, but I'm very... Unless you're on our Patreon. I'm very upset, and I just... I can't... I just can't fucking fathom it. Like, no. So, but everything's fine. Again, if you're fine. new to the podcast, neither Kayla and I are that interested in marriage. No, oh, God, no. No. I'm not, I'm not a no, but I, I'm not, I'm not a hard yes, and Kayla's closer to a no, am I right? Yeah, yeah. I'm closer to a no. Uh, so just for some context, but it's like, like, but I love, I love weddings. Oh, I, I, I love them. I cry at all of them. Yeah, I want everyone to get married. All dogs, all cats, everyone, everyone should get married so I can go to their weddings. My I, dog's wedding, my, my dog's Best was fucking time. Amazing. I loved it. Uh, but I just, I don't understand the obsession and the culture and the rushing like, that it's, like, the pinnacle of a relationship, <laughs> and so for you to feel comfortable with your relationship, you should 
get really quickly into the marriage path. Like, that's something I'll never understand. And so this movie just really highlighted, yeah. like, every anxiety for me. Or that, like, a, a relationship means nothing if you're not married. Like, yeah. well, I'm just waiting for that ring. That's like, it. Like, I get that there's a difference between being married and not being married sure. to an extent. Like, I mean, it, it's obviously whatever you define your relationship as. But, sure, something changes when you get married. But it's it's not, like... It doesn't have to be the defining characteristic. No, like, and it's, it is if you decide it. And but. it's so funny how I how I unconsciously justify my own relationship because Brian and I have been together for nine years. And when I tell when people are like, "Oh, are you married?" I'm like, "No, no, me and my better half we've been together for nine years," and they always look at me like. Damn, that's a long fucking time to not then be married. He doesn't have the hundred million dollar ring. He like, what the have fuck it. do you expect? Like, from it? I'm not gonna settle. But then, <laughs> but then I always justify it with like, oh, but we own a house together. Like, I I'm as beneficial on his life, and we're as good as that. Like, I always have to justify and it's so stupid the seriousness of my relationship right. because I can't just be like. Oh, I'm married. That's how serious we are. Well, but also, like, obviously you are serious, and that's great and fine, but it's fine if you're not. It's also fine if you're not. Like, whatever. Like, we're all four sluts. Like, it's just fine. There's just a really weird thing that happens. What I I feel like it's really, like, after 25, where it's just like, if you don't start settling down then you are not, like, reaching your life's best expectations with relationships. And I just feel like that stereotype is just so played out. Like, you can have the utmost fulfilling life and not meet a partner, and that's the reason why you have the most fulfilling life. Dogs exist. That's bullshit. Like, there's so much more to life than fucking that. You shouldn't have to justify it. There's so um, many things that exist that can fulfill you. A hundred percent. And this movie is not one of them. No, so it's not. So don't turn to it. No. So, uh, anyway, they're at their venue and then they have that weird conversation because why not? Well, sure. Um, Joyce goes, does she go to Tina's office and talk to her? I wrote, goes to the office, she's being a bitch, gaslighting 101. Oh, no, she goes to talk to Brock. Yes. And, and she, she, she's real, she's at a 10 on the gaslighting oh, scale. Oh, yeah. And she's also a big old slutty slut shamer. Oh, uh, yeah. Because she throws Brock all the photos <laughs> that Dwayne's uh, PI was able to find online to her. And he's like, this is when she was in a sorority. Like, because they're like photos of her like partying in college. We're assuming, we don't see the photos. And she's like, yeah, this is when she was in college. Like, she's having a good time. She's in a sorority. And she's like, is this the kind of standard you want raising your daughter? Is this the kind of role model you need in your life? And Brock's just like, uh, yeah. She, I Tina's bet great. you that You're there fine. are pictures like that of Lorna, also Joyce. Oh, I, I not her perfect daughter. Oh my god, not she her didn't even like her daughter. daughter. Yeah, and that's the that's the sad thing is that we do see a flashback to her and her daughter fighting in the car about how. About school lunches, because Joyce is a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, because Joyce is complaining about her granddaughter eating a school lunch instead of a healthy, nutritious, bougie lunch. 
Packed by of her own mother. Romaine and grapes. Of Romaine and grapes <laughs> with no dressing. And uh, and that's when the car accident happened, is, is when they're fighting about how Lorna isn't doing a good enough job raising her daughter when she's doing just a fine job. So Joyce has been like this for forever. But yes, Joyce has been changed from her daughter's death. And you see that in that flashback. Yeah. Um, so when Brock is doubles down to Joyce and tells her like, look, I've made my decision. Uh, like Tina's like Tina and I are getting married. I love her. I think she'd be a great role model. Drop it. She then digs deeper into Dwayne, her husband's Rolodex of people to be right. hooking up. And she finds another private investigator <laughs> And contacts. I just remember what he looks like. The greasiest beach rat. He's just, he just I've like, ever seen. He lives outside of like an airstream at the bottom of a mountain, and he has like a surfboard behind him and like three broken computers, and he's wearing flip flops and like just a nasty ass beard too. Like oh, just wow. he's uh, like, yep, it's me, Greg. Yep, just <laughs> me, the private investigator. And uh, she, essentially, she goes and visits him. She hires him, but she hires him to create terrible and fake situations about Tina. So, the first one, uh, she finds out Tina gets approached, when Tina's working at her office as an interior designer. With a client. With a client, a detective comes in and announces in front of her client that she needs to be questioned about um, her former business partner because apparently her business partner is accusing her of stealing her identity and racking up a shit ton of credit card debt. Um, And there's a bunch of like evidence vis-a-vis the internet, according to Lifetime, that proves that this might be the case. And so, obviously, embarrassed, and her client runs out, and confused, she tries to figure out what's going on. Um, then I just wrote, Joyce is still a bitch, and Brock is just okay. So I don't remember what that scene Oh, that could have been eight scenes. Any of them. Um, but then, Joyce, like, somehow contacts, um... Tina's ex-fiance, Chad, of course his name is Chad, uh, and he just, like, shows up outside somewhere and is like, sup, Tina? Can we talk? And they go into her office, and he's like, I got your message or something? Like, Ellen contacted me, your sister contacted me, and she's like, why? And then Brock shows up, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? But it's just silent, really, and says nothing. Like, no one addresses no. anything. They're all just like, uh, if you could make some assumptions right now, that'd be fucking tight. Yeah, so Chad's a douche, and is like, you know you want me back, okay. Oh, yeah, um, he's like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think I had a chance. Yeah, and she's just like, well, you don't, and you only want what you can't have, which is why you're here, because you found out I was engaged. And so... Suck it, Chad. Suck it, Chad. But in front of Brock, he says something like, well, Ellen told me that you weren't happy in your relationship or, like, things weren't going well. And Brock's like, 
What? What? I, I just I thought things were like the best they've ever been. And Tina explains to him like, look, after reality, <laughs> like one of these after one of these many trying days that we've just <laughs> described to you, I vented to my sister once that things were tough right now, but I'm in it to win it. And I love you. And he's like, tight. I also want to win this. And also continue to speed up this relationship very quickly. Let's get married ASAP. So let's do it. So he stands by her with the credit card fraud. He stands by her with Chad coming around. So Joyce is fucking over it. Um, But Tina, 100% thinks that that something else is going on. So Tina um, meets up with her sister and she's like, look, like, did you contact Chad? And her sister's like, obviously I wouldn't. He's a scumbag and I'm happy that you dumped him. Um, But I'm going to look into this because I want to know how he thinks that I contacted him. And then the mom shows up to like their the mom, mood. And, and the mom comes in, she's like, so we're going wedding dress shopping because I'm only going to be able to buy one of them, Ellen. And their mom <laughs> looks like a shih tzu. <laughs> she does. She has the face of a small yappy dog, and she is she's a great. small yappy dog. She's great. But she does turn out to be great. It's just she's really shitty towards her other daughter, she's Ellen. She's shitty towards Ellen. She's really dismissive of Ellen and, like, really disappointed that Ellen doesn't seem to give one fuck about marriage also. Yeah. Like, we would disappoint that mom yes, so we would. hard. Like, she's a paralegal. She's busy. She's she hasn't met someone. It's fine. Like, you don't have what to fucking hammer. What if she wasn't her. a paralegal? What if she was an artist? Like, that mom would be... Oh, would my God. Yeah. Anyway, thanks to my mom for loving me. I love yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Uh, love you. Thanks for coming to my dog wedding, even though you <laughs> complained immediately. Um... So then the mom is like, listen, I'll meet Joyce. I'll handle this situation. So, like, they all go out to lunch together, and the mom is perfect with Harper, and Harper loves her and immediately, like, calls her grandma, which Joyce has basically an aneurysm about. Um, And then they're like, they bring up the whole stolen identity thing, and Ellen's like, well, uh... Joyce, like, couldn't Dwayne represent Tina? Yeah. And Joyce is like, mm, he only takes, like, big cases. Like, this is, like, too small for him. Like, I don't give one fuck about it. Yeah, once again, snubs Tina. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically, she's like, well, I'll, like, talk to him, I guess. And you know she's not that bitch ain't gonna talk to anyone. You know what she does instead, though? She kills him. She yes. kills Dwayne. Yes. She murders him. Because Dwayne um, runs into Petra uh, because Joyce has been saying that she's, like, meeting up with Petra to get, like, coffee or to, like, get dessert because when Petra... she's doing all her sh- shady shit. Yeah, because Petra... She's saying that Petra is devastated that Brock is moving on. When Petra was the tight-ass chick that was like, yo, good for you, like, taking care of my homeboy, I'm glad he's happy. So... Dwayne runs into Petra and is like, hey, I just really wanted to thank you for, like, spending time with Joyce. Like, I can tell that it's making her happy and she just really needs that right now. It's been really tough. And Petra's like, I haven't seen her since the party. Like, I don't know what's going on. I hope you guys are good. Bye. Dwayne is the sweetest human in this movie. He is. And he plays it off like he was confused. Like, he doesn't embarrass his wife. Like, which is really kind of him. 
And when Joyce gets home, though, from this lunch, he confronts her. And he's just like, so I ran to Petra, and you have not been meeting up with her. Like, what the fuck have you been doing? And she doesn't answer him. She just says, like, I'm going to go take a bath. Yeah. And then she's just like, uh, you know, he kind of, he's like, (laughs) unfortunately, he's not the best actor. And he kind of just, like, uses his hands, like, why don't you do this? If you're on a no. Patreon, you can see me doing it. Uh, but he, yeah, he's like, why, like, why are you doing this? And she's like, well, if you try to, uh, you know, expose me, like, your name is on everything, so you're gonna be fucked too. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, kind of holding his chest. And like earlier in the movie, he's talking about his heart medication. And I said to you, yeah, she's gonna take away his heart medication and kill him. You did. And guess what happens? He like starts to have a heart attack. He's like, hey, can you get me one of my pills? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she grabs the bottle and throws it in the tub. Yes. Like throw it in Why? the toilet. What are you doing? They're Why like, are you put? Take the bath. They're like bright orange pills too. Like they would turn the bath orange. It's weird. So she throws them in the tub, which is the, just the fucking weirdest thing. And he uh, he dies, and she calls nine one one eventually, I guess. And then she calls Brock, and she's like, "Hey, the nine one one's not here. Hell!" And he's like, "Of course." Uh, and uh, she just kind of, like, walks over his body annoyed. Yeah. And waits for them. Um, then it's the wedding day. Of course it is. And they're all at Ellen's house or apartment or whatever. And um, they're talking about all this stuff going on and getting ready for the wedding. And they're like, okay, let's go. We have our, like, hair appointments or whatever. And Ellen's like... I can't, she hears something that she's like, I need to investigate this well, further. Well, what happened was is that Tina, right oh! before she's about to That's leave right. the apartment, Tina gets a phone call from uh, the detectives that have been investigating her case and say that they actually found the lady who supposedly did this. And it's bizarre because she is currently in jail and doesn't have access to computers, but somehow she was able to hack this lady's identity and run up credit card charges from jail. So that, so Tina is immediately relieved. Like one, it's her wedding day and she is needs to go, but then also is relieved of this thing. So she doesn't think anything about it. Like she doesn't put anything together, but Ellen, her sister is like, Whoa, that's fucking weird. Cause she's a paralegal and a smarty pants. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I forgot your something borrowed. So you guys go ahead, and I'm gonna find that something borrowed that I got for you. And then she starts Google searching, yes. and she finds the uh, person that they say did it, and she's like, she's reading the charges against her, and she says out loud, "That's some downright thuggery." Yeah, it's like it's like. Uh, don't use that. You're no. a white woman, and talking about another white woman, like just don't ever use that word. White people, stop. Yeah, I guess what her definition was thuggery was that she was involved in like, and like physical theft and like she stole some cars, car theft, and maybe an assault. Uh, something. Like Apparently that. Apparently, that's thuggery. Apparently. Aww. Anyway, so she sees all this stuff, and like she starts to kind of put things together, and she calls Joyce, I think, and is. Or Joyce shows up. She calls Joyce. Yeah, and she's like, hey, yeah. can you help me with something? And Joyce reluctantly comes over. 
And uh, Ellen is hella smart, and she turns on the recorder on her phone and starts accusing Joyce of all this shit. She's like, hey, I know that you did this. Like, this is bullshit. And Joyce doesn't give up immediately, but then she starts fake crying. She's like, you know, it's just, it's been Ugh. so hard since my daughter died. My which dead is, daughter. I mean, obviously that's a fair thing to be sad about, but Joyce is just a piece but, of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't I can't, want people I'm not to making think fun that I'm like, whose like how died. dare like, you be upset about your dead daughter? And, and we'll come back to what I want to say right now in just a moment, actually, <laughs> okay. about her trauma, but... Anyway, she says that, and then she just throws Ellen out the window. Yeah, and out Ellen... Out cement, like, f- multiple floors down. And Ellen doesn't land near her apartment complex. No! Ellen is thrown 50 feet Into out. the street! Like, Joyce has the force of the fucking Hulk, and just, like, fucking... She takes her from, like, the middle of the fucking room. She, like transplanted her body out of an apartment window it was insane it didn't make any sense yeah joyce is maybe a 50 pound 60 year old woman she can't do that but she did it but she did it she did it that's a magical lifetime uh merry christmas to us so then joyce is like well i gotta get to the wedding so she goes and before she leaves she's like oh i have this other thing of pills that I have in my purse. I'm going to, who needs these pills? I'm going to throw them in the toilet like a smart person. Like a normal person. So she empties it and she finds rat poison, like liquid rat poison. Liquid rat poison. Because this is Just the 1940s. In the, in the like, like laundry room. With the detergent. I don't, I don't know. And she fills up the pill bottle with that, which I feel like would leak, honestly. Yes, it would. Anyway, she puts it in her purse with Ellen's phone? Yes. For some reason? Because why not? She goes to the wedding, um, and that's where, now we've gone back to the original scene. To the scene, very beginning. And you see her pouring a lot of rat poison It's into so the- much rat poison, <laughs> oh my god. Into the glass of Prosecco, and the... You know, the person brings it up, and she brings it to the room, and Tina's like, fuck yeah, and brings it into the room, and her mom's like, no, no, your first glass should be with your husband. Thank you, God, for this mom. Yeah, but also, fuck that, give me that. Well, yeah, I mean, every wedding I've been to, we've started drinking at 11. Like, Like, I would have been dead from rat poison. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so she takes it, and she gives it back to Joyce. Yes. And Joyce is like, shit. Uh, and then, I don't remember what happens after that. So then, um, Tina is still trying to get a hold of her sister. She's she's not returning her phone calls. Apparently this is a universe where everyone has, um, the read notification on their, on their cell phone text. And so she's like, she's not even reading my text. Like, she's not available. So she's freaking out. And then finally her mom starts to get really freaked out as well because it's been so long and the wedding is late on getting started. So her mom goes downstairs to find Brock so he can call the hospital that he works for to see if something's happened. Really quick, I have to point out that at one point in this movie, Brock was at work and someone called him with an emergency, like, his personal life. Yeah. And he was like, hey, could you have Dr. Chen, like, cover my shift? Yeah. That doesn't happen. So, You can't have... In the Lifetime universe, (laughs) you can just be an emergency doctor and walk away from your emergency. Fine. And your it's daughter fine. put pajamas on and it wasn't pajama day. Like, just leave. It's yeah, fine. It's an emergency. It's fine. 
So he's, as he's calling around hospitals, you see him get that news that actually Ellen is in the hospital and you see him hugging, uh, Tina's mom and you think, oh fuck, Ellen's dead. Like this is it. Like she looks so dead in that parking lot. But meanwhile, Joyce sneaks upstairs, goes into the bridal suite, and, but before she did that, she stole the cake cutting knife. It's a fucking cheese knife. It was a cheese spreader, y'all. It was ridiculous. Also, that cake was not straight. It was crooked. The tears (laughs) were crooked, y'all. Oh, my God. It was like a 16, (laughs) three-foot-tall, crooked-ass bunk cake. It was was so so simple, and yet it was not good. It was was ugly. She takes the cheese knife. She takes the cheese knife, hides it in her purse, along with Ellen's cell phone, (laughs) sneaks upstairs, and confronts Tina. And Tina is not having it and starts laying into Joyce. With a lamp. She's like, ah, don't worry about it, I got the lamp. Yes. And so Joyce, without saying anything, pulls this fucking, I don't know, toenail clipper (laughs) out of her fucking purse, this very unthreatening knife, and lunges at her. Tina fights admirably, I would say, but at the very end, Joyce overpowers her, I'm assuming with her hate, yeah. and uh, starts literally choking her to death, which is, I don't know, man, I feel like strangulation is, a lot. is the darkest fucking way to kill someone. It, it takes so long. You look at them. You're staring them in the yeah. eye. It is so much. I mean, that is killing someone. And Joyce is living for it. Yeah, this is her moment. So, so then we go back to Brock and the mom, and Brock gets the news that Ellen's in the hospital, but he's like, she's gonna be okay. Yeah. So the mom is like, I gotta find Tina and tell her what's going on, and she shows up as Ellen, as uh, Joyce is trying to murder her, and, you know, throws her off and saves her daughter, uh, and is like, you know, Ellen's gonna be okay, don't worry about it. Uh, and then we skip forward to them at the county courthouse, and, uh, Tina's in a much cuter dress than the first So much better. So much better dress. Uh, and, you know, they just get married, and they're gonna go out for pancakes, and it's a happy day for everyone, and Ellen just has, like, a weird cast on her arm. It's like, I don't know, it's, like, kind of wrapped. Uh, and then it cuts to Joyce in, like, a mental institution, I think, maybe prison. In a psych ward in a psych for a psycho-in-law. And she's, like, talking to one of the attendants, and she's like, have I ever told you that my daughter was the youngest paralegal, blah, blah, blah? And she's like, no, tell me again. And then she says, I always made her lunch not like the poor people. Which is the worst last line of a fucking movie. The poor people that had to eat cafeteria school lunches. Why did you have to... Why? You're such a piece of shit, Joyce. You want to know why that makes me feel weird? It makes me feel weird because I was jealous of the kids who could afford to pay for cafeteria food. That was the level of poor I fucking was. Yeah, I mean, on top of, like, she's insinuating what health is and that she's better than anyone else and that she's better than poor people. Like, she doesn't even understand how it fucking works. Like, it's it's just such a... 
they could have said anything else that was like, why bring it up she, if you're not going to do anything with it? She like, really is consistently bougie, uppity, aggressive. Uh, she is passive. a white woman. Like, she, like, we always joke that Lifetime does accidentally the quintessential evil white woman. Uh, but this time, Lifetime purposefully did it. And yeah. let me tell you, it was so extra. God. I loved it. Uh, I was fucking living for Joyce. I couldn't wait to see how her head would bobble. I have to say, this is what I wanted to bring up a little bit earlier, uh, is that you do have to take into consideration she killed her own daughter. Yes. And one, I'm surprised she didn't get anything like involuntary manslaughter, but whatever. Like yeah. it was an accident. Well, I think I think the problem was that it was such a gray area accident yeah. that it you it was difficult to prove. I'm sure. Yeah. But either way, like she has serious trauma and obviously when she's in uh that scared the fucking shit out of me. Uh, he Holy terrified me. Fuck. He snuck up the stairs and, like, poked his head around the corner and, like, gave me, like, a smile, and I almost screamed. Don't say who it is. I almost now screamed. Our listeners will we just can't. There's a fucking ghost. We have house. a ghost. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, like, it's obvious when she's in the psych ward and she's, like, telling the attendant that her daughter's coming by later. Yeah. Like, that she really has some serious trauma. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, it's highlighting the shittiness of Lifetime movies where, like, she's obviously the villain in this movie, but mm. then you need to have some empathy for, like, she's not handling things well, but she's also not well. Like, no. she's not moving from a normal state of mind. And I would say that that's... <sighs> obviously, I have so many issues with Lifetime. Uh, racism, sexism, homophobia, classism. Like, they, they, they tick all the fucking box every, every goddamn time. But I would say... That the thing that I wasn't expecting was I wasn't expecting Lifetime to take advantage of trauma. Like, like these people, oh. like, literally, repeatedly use and abuse and mistreat people that have, uh, like, that have experienced, like, very legitimate and very real trauma. Whether it's death of a loved one, whether it's rape, whether it's murder, what, I mean... Take your fucking pick. It's there. It's in the lifetime spread. And now they're spread. crazy. And now they're crazy. That's And that's the fucking problem. Yeah. Is like every single movie, whoever is the quote unquote crazy person, they reveal that they've had real serious trauma. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah, like, like of course. Like, what do you expect from this woman? And not only that, but it's just like... Never does Lifetime ever deal with those very real things. Like, those very real things turn into very unrealistic, insane plot lines. You're wondering why our crime rate is so high because of shit like this. Because we're not talking about the fact that she actually has trauma. We're just like, well, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. How could she do this? Women are just crazy. These wombs make me hysterical. I I can't. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. And it sucks. And, like, you know, we go through the movie being like, well, she's awful. And then get to the end, we're like, fuck. Like, I feel for her in a sense. Was she that awful? She obviously didn't do things that she should have. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, yes, she was a terrible character because they made her character a terrible character. But... 
at the same time, she was a damaged villain. Yeah. And Lifetime only ever has quote unquote damaged villains. And that's and then the they just only call them crazy. They and then the movie's over. Psych They're ward. either in a psych ward or they die or they, or they go to prison. Yeah, or they mysteriously disappear into the universe for hopefully a sequel. Um, so yeah, so it's just it's just a shitty way to end a shitty movie, but I love it. I it live for it. It was so much fun. How many fleece blankets would you give up? I'm so, I'm honestly like just so upset by the last line. It made me so mad. Just like the last yeah. scene where it's just like, fuck, this sucked so much. I'm going to say two. Two. I'm upset. That's okay. It's feel your feelings, girl. Yeah. I support you. I'm going to give it a solid 3.5 fleece blankets. It was entertaining. Uh, I've deducted. I deducted blankets simply <laughs> on the fact that it was too convoluted. They could have taken out like four. Kayla, they're four all plot convoluted. Lines, but this one was especially so. Like this, like we have talked about movies in thirty-five minutes before. This what took was... us an hour to get through all the plot lines to get to the solution. But remember the one that we watched where there literally was not a resolve? Yes. What was that one? I don't even remember. But no, I do. There I was remember nothing. I was nothing so empty. Was resolved. I think I gave it a one fleece blanket because <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Like, yes, true. There was an ending to this. Congratulations on making a movie with an ending. Woo! You did it, did Lifetime. It. Here's your fucking free God, this pass. Is, this is problematic as yeah. fuck. I but mean, it they was. all are. They but... all are, but you, that's the thing, <sighs> is that you can consume problematic entertainment yeah. as long as you know and are aware of why it's problematic. We're not saying that you should not be allowed to indulge in this shit. You should just have a critical eye on it. And, like, you know, try to do literally anything to offset it. I don't know. Like, something to, like, give your money to something that supports mental health or uh, gun control or, like, something. I don't know. Like, or not be a dick, dick, dick bag. Just don't be a dick don't bag. Don't be a dick bag. If you're just not a dick bag, that, that's meeting that's the bare minimum one. for me. And I, we're one. cool. We're cool. Anyway, so, yeah. don't get married after six months. Don't do it. If you, if you got all of this shit going on, like, honestly, it's just too much. A little too much. Just, like, wait a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still gonna do it. Are I'm you? Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do it. It's been nine years. I don't think it's... <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> I'm you totally passed not. the six-month mark. Yeah, I did. Unless you're leaving Brian out. I, I passed the six-month mark 18 times. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, know. That it's was not... fast. Was that correct? That's yeah. fast, Matt. Yeah, nine years. I couldn't. Yeah, all right. Okay. Anyway. So I'm Kayla. And I'm Jill. <laughs> and we are... <laughs> I, I Wanna, wanna wear, wear Your Skin! skin. Bye! Bye! <laughs>